Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah. Hey, how are you? I want to say good morning to you. It's about um, 22 minutes before 11. It's a Friday morning right here in Benin City, Adul State, South South Nigeria, somewhere in West Africa. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. This right here is Chit Chat News, Thinking Out Loud with Mr. K on Mr. K24 Radio. That's right. That's the podcast coming at you right now. We're taking a look at the events and making stories. Yes, the events that are making the news are there in the news world. Recall that we all live in the news world, don't we? The news breaks and happens every single day. But sometimes it breaks faster. But bottom line is, news always happens. So you're welcome to this. Now we're going to start with um, the issue of insecurity in Nigeria, which has become an issue that um, some prominent Nigerians are no longer interested in toying with and they want to hold the president of the country responsible for what is going on in that area all right there you go for the six prominent nigerians including senior lawyers clerics businessmen and various other professionals on thursday demanded an end to the bloodshed and insecurity in the country they asked the chief uh, the service chiefs to resign from office the eminent Nigerians urged the federal government to draw a red line from the recent killing of 78 farmers in Zambamari, Bronu State, and of course secure the country accordingly. Now, in a statement signed by former Nigerian Bar Association President Dr. Olisa Bakuba San and Professor Jibrin Ibrahim, the citizens called on the President, Major General Muhammad Buhari, the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, to take charge and halt the violence in parts of the country. Great call, isn't it? It's not looking good security-wise in this country, and it beats everybody's imagination, and a whole lot more should be done about it. Now, the authorities in Nigeria say they have arrested two suspected members of a transnational kidnap syndicate linked to the abduction of an American citizen in October. Philip Nathan Walton, an American citizen, was taken captive in his farm in Masalata village in the neighboring Niger, but was rescued by U.S. Special Forces a few days later. Nigeria's police spokesperson, Frank Mbassi, the arrested suspects belonged to a 15-man kidnapped gang comprised of Nigerians and Nigerians. He said that the gang was plotting other abductions to avenge the deaths of their members. The police have um, tweeted about their photos, photos of the suspected kidnappers, and said it would be arranged in court on completion of investigations. To other news now, the federal government has accused religious leaders of sabotaging the national response and containing of the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic in the country by holding large gatherings. <laughs> Tell me about it. The Secretary to the Government of the Federation and the Chairman of the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19, Boss Mustafa, said this during a press briefing uh, you know, of the PTF in the nation's capital. He said, we have observed rather sadly that Nigerians, particularly some faith-based organizations, have continued to hold events of large gatherings capable of spreading the virus. Yeah. I get that, but what about the political campaigns? 
The federal government said all isolation and treatment centers which had been closed to, due to the reduced patient load and of course as well as the workers had been put on alert for reopening. So why? Why for crying out loud? And the government also warned that the country was on the verge of a second wave of the pandemic. The Minister of Health, Dr. Sagi Hanure, stated this in Abuja during a press conference of the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19. He said, we are seeing the increase in the number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the last few days, especially last week. We recorded 1,843 against 1,205 we recorded two weeks before. In the past 24 hours, 474 new confirmed cases and two deaths were recorded. Uh, Dr. Henry said that the number of deaths had reached 1,184, saying everyone has a role to play in the effort to prevent explosive spread of this infection in Nigeria. He says we must prepare for a possible second wave, which we must ensure does not get to be worse than what we have seen so far, judging from what we have observed in other countries in the world. He said the increase in infections stemmed from rising community transmissions as well as from travelers entering Nigeria. Among whom government had recorded 87 positive cases against 59 in the previous week. Yanire, who noted the first set of candidate vaccines we are ready to be rolled out in Europe and the USA, said a technical working group led by the National Primary Health Development Agency was working on evaluation of prospective vaccines and Nigeria's vaccine needs. He said, we are working with the WHO and Gavi-led COVAS facility and of course other stakeholders to ensure that Nigeria will access quality vaccines when they are deployed. Until vaccines are available, our best bet is still the appropriate use of face masks, physical distancing, hand sanitizers, and observance of the respiratory hygiene, and gym rather for prevention and control. All right, let's take it up a few more notches. Let's look at the issue of violence in the country. Nigeria's response to religious violence has been poor, as coming from the outgoing U.S. President Donald Trump. He said it blacklisted Nigeria over alleged violations of religious freedom as a result of widening terrorism with little or no government response. It explains that the federal government had been tolerating egregious acts taking place in that nation. Speaking during the teleconference on Tuesday, the U.S. Ambassador at Large for International Religious Freedom, Samuel Brown Back, said Nigeria was designated a country of particular concern after years of placing her under a watch list for allegedly enabling violations of religious rights. The federal government had rejected the blacklisting, stating that it would engage the U.S. authorities and ensure that Nigeria was removed from the list. But Brownback said, we are seeing a lot of religious tinged violence taking place in that country and indeed in West Africa, it's an area of growing concern about what's happening, in particular, the tension that's taking place there between religious groups and it's often the religious affiliations used to try to recruit and inspire violent acts. The ambassador added that a major concern for the U.S. is the lack of adequate government response in Nigeria. You've got expanded terrorist activities, you've got a lot of it associated around religious affiliations and government's response has been minimal 
to absolutely nothing happening as well. Yes, who wouldn't say so? Yeah, over now to the shows, uh, some other shows in the African continent. Let's go straight to Uganda, where Uganda has applied for more than 2 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines. And of course, that's as the number of um, number of cases in the East African nation tops 25,000. The ministry has quantified and applied for the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines through the Global Alliance of Vaccines and Immunization, also known as GAVI. And the process is at an advanced stage. Privately owned Chimpo Reports website quoted the Director General of Health Services Henry Wembeza as saying, this is a vaccine, AstraZeneca, which government is aware has got through World Health Organization clearance and approval. It is important to note that only vaccines approved by the Ministry of Health and the World Health Organization can be administered to the population of Uganda, Dr. Mombesa added. Uganda is supposed to receive 2 million free doses from Gavi in early 2021, but is setting aside a budget to procure more for the entire population. There has been a rise in the number of daily infections at a time when the country is preparing to hold general elections on the 14th of January 2021. Some politicians have accused, uh, been accused of failing to adhere to the set health guidelines during campaigns that's talking about the safety protocols. Uh, that's a terrible situation, isn't it? Uganda's only female presidential candidate, Nancy Kalembe, has suspended campaigns over lack of funds. Ms. Kalembe made the announcement while appealing for funds from the public. She said she was yet to traverse some districts with a month uh, to the general election local media reports. Now, according to the BBC on Thursday, she told a local television channel she would not pull out of the campaign but was re-strategizing. Interesting. Ugandans are set to vote on 14th of January 2021 for a new parliament and president. Incumbent President Joweri Museveni, who has been in power for the three decades now, is facing opposition from 10 other candidates, including musician and legislator Robert Kiyakulayi, popularly known as Bobby Wine. President Trump of the United States announced that Morocco has become the latest Arab nation to normalize relations with Israel. The announcement came after Mr. Trump signed a proclamation recognizing Moroccan sovereignty over Western Sahara. Morocco has become the fourth country since August to sign a normalization deal with Israel in the wake of the UAE, Bahrain, and Sudan. There has been a territorial dispute over Western Sahara for decades pitting Morocco against the Polisario Front. That's a big one. Now, the African Union recognizes Polisario as the territory's government. Now that's great news, isn't it? Israel, a nation famed for having sworn enemies in the Arab world, apparently gaining new friends. <laughs> and that is definitely going to put a spin to the global political trajectory, especially the Arab-Israeli conflict, which has become something pretty much like, like, um, like a perennial situation. You know, it's, it has been the situation, but it's interesting to know that the UAE, Bahrain, Sudan, and now Morocco are now friends of Israel. I want to say thanks a lot to everyone for listening to that particular chit chat news. My name is Mr. K. Folks call me the Cookie. Thanks a whole lot for stopping by. So, very much check this out. I appreciate your, your, your company. I appreciate 
your acknowledgement. I appreciate your stopping by generally to make this worldwide falling. Once again, my name is Mr. K. Fools Call Me The Cookie, and this right here is Taking Out Loud with Mr. K and Mr. K24 Radio. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to see you in the next one. Mr. K24 Radio. Oh, yeah.